3: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast. It's back. The podcast is back. I guess I need to start with an apology. Um, You know, it's been gone now for a few months, and the reason for that is I launched another podcast called the Michigan Life Outdoors, which is also on the Sportsman Station Podcast Network, and I wanted to focus on that, um, my career, and yeah, yeah. When the I, I told myself when the time felt right, and you know things came together, I would start the episodes back up for the, this podcast, which is the Freshwater Bite Podcast. This is the one I've started now, uh, almost four years ago. We'll call it three and a half since I took the last five six months off. But it's back, and my vision for this is to continue to put out the same great content that I always have in the past. Um, I want to thank the listeners and uh, everyone who stuck with it, all the personal messages, the DMs, all that kind of stuff, encouraging me to to get back out there and folks just saying how much they did enjoy the podcast when it was live. Um, so thank you to you guys for listening and uh, sticking with it, and I'm going to keep ripping out some new some new episodes. So without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I am rejoined by my buddy Freddy Wickenizer and Ryan Petrovichius. Uh, Ryan is the charter boat captain and business owner of full throttle sport fishing. And on this episode, we sit down and just talk about, well, Freddie and I talk about our new rigs that we purchased this year during the off season and kind of like what we were looking for in a rig, how it met our needs. And then we also talk about what electronics, what things are on our rigs right now, um, and kind of how we want to manipulate that to keep up not only with, um, new electronic trends that are out in the market right now but that will adapt and fit our style of fishing and how we like to use our electronics so it's just a good BSS, BS session of all of us getting together, kind of just pre-gaming and planning of our early spring walleye game plans. And uh, we also give you some tips and some things to focus in on for your early walleye spring trips as well on the big water. And hopefully uh, you guys can get on them as well. So again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. Hope you enjoy this episode and to remember to follow me over on Instagram at Freshwater Here we go. All right, right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm sitting down here with two former guests that are back for this is like a revamp of the podcast. Right. So I've took a couple of months or taken a couple months off and I'm slowly starting to reintroduce the podcast again. And I'm sitting down here with Freddie Wickenizer and he was on a past episode. One or two. Just one. Just one. And then I've got Ryan here. Ryan was on a recent one, probably last June or May.
0: Somewhere in there? Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere somewhere you guys' first the tournament was, yep. Yeah, me.
3: Yep. Yep. Anyways, uh, you know, a lot of shit's happened in the past eight months. So we got everybody back together, and we're going to go through and kind of talk about where we're at right now, not only with our rigs that we have, but also the time of year that we're fishing, which as we sit down here right now, it is March 13th. Um, ice is spitting out from the north coming down mm-hmm. the river, and all ice, for the most part, I believe, should be off of Erie right now. Uh, other than just the random chunks floating down from the north, but winter has kind of uh, you know kind of spit in her last uh, Go ahead and we're ready for spring fishing So we wanted to sit down and talk about not only some tips and tricks that uh, you know We observe being down here on Erie, but uh, how you can you know apply some of those Those things to help you hopefully catch the big ones which are coming up on probably the best time of year to get a huge wall Hanger for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So all right. With that, we're going to start with Freddie. Freddie. Yep. How you doing? Good. Good to see you again. Yep. Let's tell everybody. <clears throat> if you guys go back a couple episodes ago, when Freddie and I were sitting down, you know, we talked a lot of shit about how you don't need, you know, what they, you
2: need, what you don't. Yeah,
3: what you what you need, what you don't need, and so that, we're kind of sitting here now with like uh, our foots in our mouth a little bit, but. Yeah. Uh, the good thing is is we've kind of all like upped our rigs, right? So last time Freddie and I were talking about how you don't need fiberglass boats <laughs> to go off
2: <out laughs> yeah, what, what you need to do what you don't need. To
3: yeah, do. and yeah. we're kind of like well We're in a different situation now and uh, mm-hmm. you know that just comes from ambition, right? So Freddie's kind of getting into the tournament scene yep. uh, with Ryan and so he wanted to up his His par level of what yeah. he wanted to do so take yeah. it away from there. Tell everyone what you had and kind of like what you upgraded
2: to? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I jumped in feet first, right in, right in, went after uh, aluminum boat. I had uh, Lund Impact seventeen seventy five windshield. Wife was happy. Everything was cool with it. Had it set up pretty well. Um, had a nine inch fish finder at the helm. Had a little one up front on the bow. Had it set up, I thought, for trolling. And then uh, a couple years went down. Bought a kicker little upgrades here and there never was enough so i I spent five years in that boat fished out of erie Detroit river some inland lakes around and uh i bought that boat as a stepping stone and i think i spoke about it that in our episode and whatnot yeah um so i had kind of something in mind along the lines of like the starcraft series because i have uh one of my good friends i fish with has a 2050 stx i mean uh, i mean it's a it's a great boat handles the water Awesome. Sure. You know, the dead rise, I think it's like a 19 degree dead rise, carries it all the way to the transip. So I was pretty much dead set on something that, like that or a Pacific Northwest style boat, like a Hughescraft, a North River, uh, something along those lines.
3: Which are really taking off. Uh, yeah. Big time. Not only in the Great Lakes, but like, well, I mean, not only on Erie, but all yeah. over the Great Lakes. Well, I mean,
2: think about growing up. We never saw those boats never. on Erie until probably the last five, eight years, something like that. yeah you know? But they're a great boat. So, anyways, I mean, it would have been great for my wife and whatnot. And then uh, Ryan and I uh, just always talking fish and whatnot, you know what I mean, bouncing things off, you know, throughout the years with Ryan about fishing and styles of boats. And, you know, just you kind of, you know, yeah. bust each other's balls a little bit back and forth on stuff and went out fishing with Ryan and his boat in Lake Erie. Pre-fishing for that tournament, we saw conditions, and I think Ryan and his podcast talk about it all. We saw every end of the spectrum from flat calm (laughs) starting on one day and then day two was just four or five foot footers and uh or waves and uh after that with the way ryan knows his boat and how he drove i mean it was just it was anything else would would have been subpar from going from a range so basically that that was like a sales test ride for you right yeah i mean he knew what he was doing you know (laughs) it was uh it was a good time so i I having that boat, having a lot of time, but knowing I was gonna get something bigger and better, thinking it was gonna be aluminum after that, it kind of opened my eyes. And um, I, the boat market, with everything that happened, you know, within the last couple of years, I mean, oh, everything dude. is going like crazy. Um, I had a game plan of what I wanted, and everything I saw, you know, like on Facebook pages and different marketplaces had. Um, you know, it was like boats from Colorado and Wisconsin. I'm looking, like, you know, Google Maps, how long it takes to get there
3: yeah.
2: and whatnot. Something that I liked. And then finally, we found a boat. Um, Ryan messaged me after like 40 some minutes of it being posted. It was about an hour drive away. Had another buddy hit me up and it checked all the boxes I wanted and everything like that. And uh, went down and picked it up it was a 621 Ranger 2017. Had the graphs, kind of everything I was looking for. I'm like, this boat doesn't need anything. doesn't need anything is what I said. And then uh, kind of. We're going to get into what yeah, it means still. Sp- <laughs> sp- 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 <laughs> it. So now I'm sitting with a 621 and uh, love it. Ryan, well, you- to, to be fair, uh, during the entire pre-fishing session,
0: I just had Fred drive the boat. Yeah.
3: Okay. That's what I was going to ask you. How much selling did you have to do? Or did you just kind of, were you quiet and you're just like. That's gonna, quiet. I he, just, he, yeah. He's going to see the light here
2: in a yeah.
0: second. I just said, hey, go drive.
2: <laughs> yeah, we went in your old, your, your old, you because you've had two six twenty ones now. Correct. We went out in your old one. And uh, what I year mean, is yours?
0: Mine right now is yeah. twenty fifteen.
2: Okay, twenty fifteen yeah. and twenty seventeen. So right, yep. right. They're it's both, basically the same thing, just different. They're motors. both the all. Yep. Uh, I got a three hundred horse. He's got a three fifty. Yeah, Yamaha, and he has Yamahas. I have Mercury's on mine. Sure. So basically the same thing, other than his graphs and whatnot. But like you said, we'll get into that. Okay. But the, the 05,
0: there's a huge difference from the 05 to the 2015. The hulls. As as far as the hull style. Okay. and
3: Is that just the dead rise on it, or is it wider, or what is it?
0: Uh, the 2015's a few inches wider. I think four inches wider. Um, and then the, the bow has, like, this knife edge that just cuts through the waves. The older ones went... Um, like they just swoop back. They're very fast hauls, but once you got into any big waves, you couldn't, you couldn't go bow down and spear through them. Gotcha. So anything FS
2: yep. and up is different hull. Where do you, you want to go? Where you want to be? Yeah. I'll tell you what. Day <clears throat> day one, when we were in two to three footers in his boat, that was like the selling point for me, because we're going through and coming from my 17 foot lawn that i had i wouldn't approach the waves the way he did and then riding in it i mean we're doing 50 55 or more trying to get back up to start our next path because i mean we were on him i mean we were feeling it you know what i mean we had a good we had a good bag going and then he's just hammering right down that road like glass it was perfect well and that's what i was going to talk about so it's like
3: on the last podcast it was good for you to talk about I mean, it comes down at the end of the day. A, what you can afford, right? Don't put yourself yeah, in a bad, don't put yourself yeah. in a bad position. Yeah. And then, secondly, it's like it's like anything in life. It's like how much do you want to invest to go to the next level, right? Whether that's anything in life, I mean, it's it's what you put into it. So it's like you were at the point where you guys wanted to start fishing tournaments. You couldn't just maybe ride in his boat all the time, mm-hmm. right? Or if you wanted to practice the way he fishes out, you know, when he's out there with clients, it's like. You kind of got to step up in order to go the next and, and then yeah. after talking to you on that tournament and you on the podcast you're like freddie like seeing the light where he's like yeah oh i gotta be here if i want to be doing this shit because yeah. on that day when you guys went out there was a big separation who could go whatever 15 miles or however far you guys went and those who could not i'm not saying they couldn't fish the tournament but it's two different ways of fishing that day yeah it was i'm going out to the big water to get the big fish or i need to hang back here because I don't feel comfortable going out there in my rig or whatever. Yep. So it's like as you think about this, I mean, we're not putting down anybody who can't get up to, you know, a six twenty one or a fiberglass, or whatever it is. Be comfortable with where you're at financially. Yeah. And then like if you're ready to go the next way, at least have it have a path, right? So now you kinda seen like what the the direction that you wanted to go
2: yeah absolutely the going i mean that that Lund i had i love that boat and i just had a memory today oh uh, great boat, yesterday dude. i love fishing well yeah yesterday was uh the five years ago or six years ago was the day i picked it up yeah um and I, I still remember driving through a snowstorm, driving driving home from St. John's, Michigan. Oh, dude, I remember seeing you at GoGebic.
3: You were all jazzed. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I had already had it order. You're, You're like, yeah, i my boat. It's on the way. I'm like, Dad,
2: oh, I was so geeked. I forgot about that. Yeah, because all the memories were coming up from us <laughs> when we were up there at GoGebic <laughs> talking about it. That's <laughs> it was right. this week. Yeah, Yo, up, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um uh, that boat was great. Everything I did, I mean, I had friends going out there, perch fishing, the jump seats I had in the back, it was laid out perfectly for what I invented envisioned being the perfect setup for what I had. And it was, and you don't need what I have on my boat now, but what I had at the time I was comfortable and set with, you yeah. know? And then, um, getting more into trolling and trolling, um, I realized I needed a kicker cause I didn't want to put the hours on my main motor and right. whatnot. Um, grew up just jigging walleye hair jigs blade baits that's kind of what i grew up doing through some eerie deers here and there but i mean i was all about rod and hand kind of thing uh, then got the itch start catching those big big females like this time of year and then in the fall all you want to do is just troll so i had to set up pretty good and then you kind of see how other people want to yeah. do it and um i i spent more money than what i thought i would on everything and i'm like man it's gonna be a stepping stone i'm done spending money and then I had uh, had the vision inside of getting another another boat, and then the MWT happened, and here I am with sure. this boat I have now. So,
3: Ryan, talk about your—I know it's a 15, but kind of your progression. Like, were you you were always in glass before that, right? But also, just remind everyone what you do. Obviously, also, uh, and, and kind of like why you need a 621 for what you do.
0: Well, I I actually started tournament fishing out of a. Uh, Tracker 18 uh, aluminum boat, and then progressed into, I, I, I saw the difference in between a aluminum boat and a glass boat in the tournament life, and I decided to go to a glass boat, and then I went from my first glass boat, and it wasn't really the right fit for me and the right fit for what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do was charters. So I'm doing charters now, full, thrott- full throttle sport fishing. Um, and I, I just want to provide my clients with the best, most comfortable ride in sure. any type of, any type of uh, like stuff we have out there on Erie and Erie's unpredictable, it kind of sucks from time to time, mm-hmm. but I'm 100% confident on the boat that I have right. of the Ranger FS. Yeah. Well, not only can you guide out of it, you also tournament fish too, so. Correct, and I'm, like I said, there's, there's nothing that, I don't, I don't know how to say it, I'm just super, super confident on that boat. <coughs> Cause it'll it'll run through anything yeah. right it'll get you from mm-hmm. point a to point b in four footers five footers six footers it it'll just it'll go
2: yeah. my buddy uh has one of those pacific style northwest boats i think it's a 24 was a 240 ocean pro hughescraft cabin two foot extended transom they're great boats They're Absolutely fun. I'd love to have my girls out there have a family day. But yep. if you're talking about running and big water, those huge crafts can do it, right? But man, I was sold. Like I said, I was sold the day we rode and the <clears> stuff we did and fished and the stuff we did. You can there's many ways to go from point A to point B. You can do it in a lot of different boats. But for tournament fishing, for like Ryan was saying, with his, you know yeah. having clients on board, having people feel safe. I mean. I was riding with him and stuff. I was, I'd be backing down the throttle. I'm sitting here bracing, waiting for impact, and I'm like looking at him, and he's hunkered down underneath the windshield, (laughs) you know, full throttle all the way down, you know, like his charter, and we're we're going from point A to point B. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not. Those other boats have a time and place and they're great it just it all comes down to like kind of like what we were talking about before we started like time and place like what do you intend what's your purpose with your boat what are you planning right. on doing you know like the boat you had the boat i had that that Lund i had it was a great boat served its purpose but i wanted to go a different direction more towards not just doing derbies and single day tournaments, doing something more professional like the MWT or going from different um, venues like that. Like Ryan was saying, those those rangers. I mean, there's they may not be the fastest haul compared to like a, say a Triton or some of the other ones, but the way they ride, I mean, it's just, they knock down waves and well, <laughs> it's it's so much more enjoyable. being I, on the boat. I wouldn't I wouldn't even say
0: rangers. Like it like there was there was not one time. During that entire tournament last year that I did not feel unsafe and that was one of the first things I asked Fred When we got back I said did you ever feel unsafe and he said no Um, I Would say glass boats by far are more superior on the Great Lakes Um, Especially when it comes to tournament situations because there's there's a lot of times where your fair weather fishermen, they're not going to go out, right? Right. But in tournaments, you're you're forced to go out.
3: Yeah, on big waters, they just shine, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if I think of like big waters for us, for inland lakes, I'm, I mean, we have some, but it's like even at the end of the day, even on aluminum, you'll be pretty good on that. But like on sketchy days on big water, Saginaw Bay, Erie, um, you know, getting over to Lake Michigan, the waves are a little bit different over there, but. If you're, if you're thinking about spending, the you know, I don't know, I would say above 60% of your time on big water, you might want to consider glass. Yeah. And it's, it's a crazy time right now, right? So you know, I just went through um, you know, a buying period of, of getting my new boat. And, dude, I, I don't know how to I mean, anybody listening to this who's been watching boats on Facebook Marketplace, on walleye.com or uh, walleyecentral.com, if it's something that you want, it's gonna be gone. It's crazy within a week if you don't send a, a deposit that to way. at least have them hold it for you for 100%. 24 hours for you to come take a look at it. That. If it's if it's if it's something you want, have money in your Venmo account or whatever it is how you can send somebody money to be like, hey, here's a thousand bucks. I'm mm-hmm. serious about this boat. Give me 24 hours to get there. If it's drivable within that time yeah. and get in line as fast as you can because if not it's gonna go i guarantee that if it's something that you want and it's in the wheelhouse and you think it's like something that a lot of people are interested in it's gonna go fast yeah. um i don't even know new if it's i don't know the qual- i don't know the inventory issues anymore with the new boats i don't know if there
2: are i think they're still backlogged pretty heavily yeah and it's just
3: and it's just little things like you know they don't have they don't have the latches for their windshield, so they can't put a windshield on there or whatever some yep. shit is. Like I know the trolling motors were having issues for a while. Like you would get a boat, but you didn't have a trolling motor. <laughs> um, you know there's a whole bunch of
2: stuff. So used market right now is extremely inflated, um, but you got to jump on it. Yeah. So um, I, I don't want to hijack where you're going, but when I sold my boat, it was a day one MWT. I posted the week or the night before, and Ryan's at my house, and I'm sitting there had it all shined up detailed. Sold in six hours for asking price. Right? right. Like the day, like we got a tournament. We're trying, you know, I'm this guy's wanting to come check out the boat and see it all. And I'm, we're, we got the tournament going on, right? So at that deal ended up going through. The right. boat I saw, I waited for. I wanted to get the, what I wanted, have all the boxes checked. was posted 40 minutes. I got a hold of the guy. By the time I found a sitter for the kids, wife and I drove down an hour away. It was down in uh, Oak Harbor. Oh, smart, you took your wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Port Port Clinton area, right? Yeah. Um, We drive down there, say within two, two and a half hours of the guy posting it. I get down there, cash in hand, give him a thousand dollars deposit, tried to negotiate, you know, will you come down off of what asking price was, right? Mm -hmm. He already had three other offers for asking he couldn't go down right. so he wasn't going to go down from right. where it was you know so the market is just crazy and it's sometimes right place right time so. right i mean right
3: now i mean if you're listening to this by the time this comes out it might be too late for a lot of these used boats but you'll see you'll still see them coming up and just you know if, it, if it's two or three thousand dollars more than what you're expecting to pay i would still say you're within the, the wheelhouse and that's just mm-hmm. the inflated price right now um so, yeah. So, I mean, I just went through that process, and I mean, I'm yeah. glad I got it when I did, but, you know, my leg work, my legwork started a lot earlier, and I lost I lost three boats to really? thinking, like, thinking, like, you know, uh, you know, I called that guy and told him I was interested, but I just didn't mm-hmm. give him the money right away, right? Mm-hmm. And then he called me back and was like, hey, some guy just came and picked it up. I'm like, shit. Yeah. So, um, so, so I'll, yeah, I'll give you my backstory on my boat real quick. Mm-hmm. So, at, anyone who's followed the podcast for years knows that i had a 16 foot Lund tiller <laughs> which is an awesome boat like it was like bittersweet selling that thing um yeah, i feel like i really cut my teeth in that boat um not only on the uh, up on uh, lake michigan and grand traverse bay but also you know down here for the last you know two years on erie and um it was cool to uh to be a part of of that and kind of like go through like i don't know you know like the grind of an older boat right mm-hmm. wife was never comfortable in it kids yeah you know i didn't feel comfortable with them in in like anything over a foot and a half right you know i'm mm-hmm. just nervous not with the kids so you know being down here um it kind of really hindered our time out on the water because i really wanted to get them out on there so i i i made the decision to sell the boat um sold it to a great guy um he's actually a guide down in Ohio, but he's going to use the boat for some of his Canadian trips that he likes to go on. It's just something light. He could throw it on the back of the um, their SUV and just, you know, they like perfect. to fish Canada a lot and go up there. So he bought it. So I'm pumped to, ha- you know, have sell it to someone who's really going to take care of it. But then secondly, I wanted to, so I started talking to you guys about what I should get. Obviously, Ryan was trying to sell me on 621, <laughs> which I was like, you know, I, I appreciate your sales, mm-hmm. Ryan. And like in, my, in the perfect world, I probably would have had that. But, you know, time and place time and place. So my wife was yep. she wanted something with, you know There's got to be a cushion on the bow, right? Mm-hmm. That was that's her sweet spot is being up there So long story short, I went through a couple different boats one If you're a guy like me listening to this or girl and you, and you want you kind of hit her in the same conundrum I, I was in it's like hey, I have to have fish but I also have to have a lifestyle boat or like a ski boat or that kind of thing or just a, a joy riding boat riding around. <clears throat> there was a couple of ones that I wanted to go with. One I wanted to look at the ZB19 Sport, which was a Nitro. I really liked that boat. Um, the other one that I looked at was a Skeeter Solera. Those were really good boats as well. I would; mm-hmm. those two are. I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those two. They're great reputation. Um, I really like the layout of both of those. They were great. I think anybody listening to this would be happy with either one of those two. But I ended up going with a, a Ranger Riata. Um, 2020 and that was the the ms hall. so that's a little bit different than some of the ones that you hear and if you listen to this um you know ranger uh riata kind of started the whole fish and ski in the fiberglass world so they've got a great history of, of playing in this market um they've changed their hauls along the year as well kind of like what you were talking about uh there's like an rs there's a vs there's an ls and now there's an ms and the MS is their newest haul. Um, even this year, it's the same haul. They didn't change anything in 2022. But anyways, I went with that boat, and you know I couldn't be happier. Uh, I, I love the layout of it, um, the setup of it. I think uh, it's going to be great. I said t- today I was actually taking the carpet out to get ready for fishing because I didn't want all the fish scum on the carpet. So underneath is just like that kind of like grippy mm-hmm. fiberglass, and it, you know I took the extra two seats out behind the behind the driver seat and the passenger seat. And I've got like a dance floor back there just to yeah. hang out in. And it's oh, yeah. I'm super stoked about that boat. So there'll be more on that and I'll hopefully do a, a a review at the end of the season on it. But um you know, we're gonna get into our setups that we bought our boat with with some things that are on there and some mm-hmm. things that we want to change because one thing, even though you know the boats are kind of staying consistent, there's things on the boat that always changes, whether that's electronics, rod holders. Uh, layout of the boats. Um, obviously, there's you know there's active target now. There's panoptics, and it's like yeah. it's just like anything in this world, technology is taking over, and it's taking over the fishing world. And it's like, man, how do I keep up with it in a way that fits my fishing style? So, um, one talk about
2: Freddie the graphs yeah. that you had on your boat and the way it came yeah. when you bought it. Yep. So, uh, my boat, like I said, the, it's a 621, it's uh 2017, and um, whoever bought my boat originally, they had it set up, at the time, it was well laid out, everything, it has uh, four graphs on it, two at the helm, has um, the HDS-12, uh, HDS-9, both Gen 2 at the helm, and then I have a HDS-9 Gen 3 at the bow, and I have a HDS-9... I think it's a Gen 3 at the, um, basically at the stern right at the back for trolling, set up perfectly. Um, Explain to everybody, like, that's that might be different than some people are used
3: to. We, yep. A big thing, on, especially T- in Erie, trolling Erie trolling yeah. is there's a unit on the back that kind of goes into, like, where your, your pedestal for your,
2: your casting... Chair would be out, like above your live well, right? Pretty, pretty close to that. I don't know what you'd call it, Ryan. Um, like it's basically where we put Ryan. Ryan drilled some holes in the back, and I have six rod holders back there now. I don't know what you'd call that. It's not.
0: Yeah, well, just something like on, on the FS version. It's uh, I changed one of the tool holders into a yeah. uh, a graph holder mount. No.
2: Basically, when basically it's when you're trolling, it's uh facing where you're looking. So typically trolling, yeah. as we know, it's you're looking towards the back of the boat, you know, glancing forward to make sure you're not. Right. And, you know, there's no obstructions ahead, but you're looking back towards your planer boards to see any of them fall out. So having that graph pointing in your direction, you might miss something that typically if you didn't have one back there, right. it was just the helm. You might be able to see something you know well, fish are higher than what you thought originally or lower or there's fish there when you think they're not um i don't know i i, I love it i'll never have another boat trolling eerie that doesn't have it it's not something you need but <laughs> i mean i, I love it's, it. it it's it's yeah. more of
0: a it's more of a creature comfort like yeah the, there's there's like a lot of guys that have it a lot of guys that don't have it um i appreciate it especially yeah. when i'm uh trolling with clients and stuff mm-hmm. you know we can while we're looking at our boards we can see the graph explain to them
3: what
2: you're and, seeing
0: and say hey everything. there's there's some fish down there mm-hmm. so, so let's, let's let's prepare for a bite okay,
3: okay so talking with that graft you're looking at what do you guys have it set up with do you have 2d down imaging and side imaging or are you like what are you just looking um, at with that for the most part
0: on the rear graph yeah 2D. am uh, just doing 2d okay
3: what Kind of okay, so the 2D, great there. So, anyone mm. listening to this, you don't need a 16 inch carbon back there, right? It'd be nice, Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's nice. It's bad time and, time and place. But, everybody, I mean, there's a lot of 2D, <laughs> there's a lot of 2D units out there that you don't have to spend a ton of money because, right. like you said, right. it's, you can have the, it's not a need, it's a comfort yeah. thing.
0: No, and then it, it depends on how much you understand no. about 2D, right? No. So, if you're running 2D at 200 gigahertz uh, you're looking at a third of the depth if you're running 2d at 83 you're running at the like your your cone is the entire depth right well i that's that's something that a lot of people don't understand yeah. and it might be
3: well, i mean talk like talk about a recommended unit around a thousand dollars that you would put back there
0: I recommend a unit around a thousand dollars.
2: Maybe a uh, they got those carbon nines. that were I think under a thousand. But what I'm
3: saying know, is, like, actually. obviously we don't have to have the biggest and the best. No, you, yeah. you don't. You no.
2: it,
0: it it doesn't matter. You can have a seven back there. To be honest with you, no, right.
2: you don't even have to have side imaging. down there. As long like as, you as, as, as your
0: cheap. transducers are set up correctly, mm-hmm. you don't need the biggest and baddest. Yeah. Right. That's that's just my opinion. Yeah.
3: Right, because I wanted to go along with you mm-hmm. said it's not a need. It's 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 more of a, like you said, it's a comfort thing. Yeah. It, it's something that a lot of guys, like if you're looking to upgrade your boat this year mm-hmm. and it's something like, hey, I do a lot of trolling. I never yep. thought of that or I wanted mm-hmm. to do that. You don't have to go out and get the biggest, baddest unit from no, back there. No. So it's something cool that a lot of guys I think could rig up, especially if there's one that can communicate with mm-hmm. um, you know some other graphs that you have in your boat as well.
2: Yeah, it, It's nice to have it, but I went all of last year not having it set up the way I wanted. And it wasn't because um, I didn't want it. Um, Ryan has helped me out tremendously and another buddy, Dave, getting the boat rigged and set up how I want it. Um, I now have HDS uh, 12 Carbon that Ryan helped me put in there, rigged it all up that I'll have. Um, it's got the new three-in-one that you have on your, your boat, the transducer. Yeah. So I'll have side imaging, downscan on it um, at the helm like Ryan has on his boat. That's what sold me on it. Because you can have you can have your side imaging going while you're trolling, have your two D off the back, be able to see what's going on. But you can also look out to the side if that back graph that you're staring at in 2D, as long as you know you have networked what whatnot together, you could have your 2D sonar shooting down on the back. Have your side imaging like Ryan has. Now my boat is set up and we'll test it out tomorrow. Be able to see if there's anything out to the side that you're missing. downscan, scan then the one on the other nine I have at the helm I have for my navigation so I can see my route where I'm headed off my trail and whatnot like that. So the way it's set up now, I'm, I can't be, can't be any happier with it.
3: Talk about what you got set up on your boat.
0: Uh, On my boat, I got two carbons, 12s and then a gen three that I moved from the stern to the bow. Uh, move it to the bow when we're jigging the river and all that other stuff.
3: Okay, talk about that move and why you did that. Why did you want the carbons back by you?
0: Well, actually, I will, I will refrain. I'm moving the carbon and the Gen 3. So the Gen 3 is going to be up on my dash and the carbon is going to be up on my bow and on my stern, that's going to be my little utility graph because I just bought the, uh, active target. Okay. And the carbon is the latest, latest version that is compatible with the active target.
3: So you okay. So your gen three is not correct. Okay. okay. So you want to listen to this? Your gen three is not, but let's talk about what's active. okay. Let's talk about what is compatible with an active target. So 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 the base unit the, the basic unit that would be would be an FS, an elite FS nine or seven. From there, you would jump up to an HDS nine twelve live, which would be compatible. Mm-hmm. And then from there, and
0: well, then well, the live is above a okay. carbon. Live is top dog. Carbon. Okay.
3: Yep. O- okay. Carbon, so HDS live. nine, carbon yep. and twelve carbon, yep. and then above that would be
0: an HDS nine live. Yep. Correct. Yep, as long, as long as you have the upgrades, like the updates, mm-hmm. software updates, the carbons should be good.
3: Yep. And this is why I want to talk through it, because this shit's confusing. Yeah, it it especially, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's
0: very, you if, gotta dive if you're, in if if you're into, bit. like, this is, this is where, like, I'm into Lowrance. Like if anybody on yeah. this podcast is into, you can nerd out on it. um Oh, you can go wild, man! You can go <laughs> real wild. If anybody in into this podcast is into hummingbird, I was into hummingbird for a while. So was I. I unfortunately, or, they were or, great. Or fortunately, yeah. bought a boat that had Lawrence, and I'm,
2: I wasn't gonna change. There's advantages and disadvantages to each. I had I, I had hummingbird on my own boat.
3: Well, this is this is the perfect time to talk yeah. about it because people are buying boats. Yeah. And this, it, it's very confusing because me, yeah. I was Garmin. So like when I bought my boat, it had Lawrence's on it, and then it's like, man, I got to start all over because yeah. it's like I don't know shit about Lorances. So I yeah. had to like, that's why I was calling you. And you know, we'll get into yeah. like what what we're thinking I'm gonna do on my boat. But like, if you get a boat and you think you're like, oh, I got a 12 inch Gen three, that looks that was badass. That thing's got yeah. that's got to do everything. Nope. Yeah. No, I was <laughs> I was in love. It, it, no, it, what,
0: it's, it's it's great, but it's yeah. not gonna. Yeah. Like the Gen Three right now is not going to
2: compete with anything yeah. an elite it's, FS, which
3: is what's yeah, right.
2: But I, but I mean like my boat when I when I bought it I had you know the two Gen Twos at the helm. I mean the, I mean in 2017 those were you know I'm not saying outdated, but it's almost like the carbon now where it's going to be phased out. Eventually, the, but when I mean, you the carbon stuff will be,
3: yeah. You didn't know much about Lorenz. You thought I you I knew that. You thought well, you
2: were upset. No, like, I mean, like what Ryan was alluding to earlier, we talked about a little bit, that his. His uh, one graph that he has that he moves from the the stern to the bow. That's jigging the river. It's up on the up on the bow for when he's jigging. Mm-hmm. When he's trolling, he'll have that one in back, mm-hmm. right? So that one there doesn't necessarily. You don't have to have a live. You don't have to have a carbon right. in back. You know, uh, you know, as your what would be your backwards facing two D sonar while you're trolling. You don't mm-hmm. need to have something flashy. You can have a regular bare bones just a two D sonar in back, and it's right. it just it's something nice. That's it's a nice amenity to have so when i bought the boat i have i have graphs ever i didn't have to move it or nothing like that back and forth but it's also older technology so the more with like forward-facing um sonar, sonar like um the live scope or live site um i mean hummingbird garmin and lawrence all have their own thing um as that goes on i mean i'm gonna have to up, upgrade basically three more of my units or sell one and just run it like ryan does with his yeah. being mobile being able to run back and forth so I mean I love my hummingbird units but I was kind of intimidated going to Lowrance not really yeah. messing with it well, too and much it but Ryan want, was a giant help it all makes that.
3: you want to stay in the same family and there's absolutely a re- and there's a reason why they make well, I mean, it. it's, it's like com-
2: Android and iPhone right
3: there's know? a reason why they communicate easier yep. there's a reason why it's just the things that you can do with it but if you can break it down for everybody um, what's the difference between a live and a carbon in your opinion
0: in my opinion, yeah. My opinion, the live and the carbon, the live has a different processor. It has a better um, screen resolution, and I
3: think that's it. So, what? Why did you go with the carbon and not the live?
0: Oh, the live wasn't out when I bought my boat. Okay, and carbon was like the next. You know, the best thing when I bought my boat.
3: Do you feel a pressure to upgrade to a live?
0: Uh as of right now I do not. Okay. Uh because my live will or my carbon will uh support the latest transducer from Lowrance. As long as all my stuff is updated, uh I don't I don't have any pressure to go to a live. Gotcha. I've 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 watched some videos and I've seen some videos that the live reacts a little bit faster with the uh, active target with the yeah. active target, yeah. and the carbon has a little bit of a delay. But I have yet to see that.
3: Okay. And that difference of that is probably a couple thousand dollars or a thousand dollars at least yeah at least yeah yeah so this is one this is why i want people to start thinking it's like if you can understand where we're at right now mm-hmm. we're all the rants guys because that's what our rigs came up with uh or came set up with and it's like man i played in that playground for a long time mm-hmm. I, I just know it and it's uh, you start to understand the process of upgrading as new things come out yep. and so It's important to understand because you can set your boat up in in an efficient way where you don't have to buy like if you want three graphs on your boat, you don't have to buy three lives or you don't have to buy three carbons. like Think about how you want to do things like you said, like you were moving your unit up on the bow when you're up there. And, and then you're moving it to the back when you're doing other applications. So it's not like you're buying another unit just up at the bow and then one to keep at the other way. You can rig it up in a way where they communicate, and you can you move these things around within your boat.
0: Yeah, Freddie Freddie's boat's set up completely different than mine. All right, I yeah. have I have three graphs on my boat. That's all that's all I run.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Fred has four. Mm-hmm. He's got one permanent up in the front, one permanent up in the uh, stern. And two up
2: on the dash, you're winning, Fred. Yeah, he's more versatile <laughs> with what he has. I and mean, like I, I know, I know, like I know, I know, I know we want to. Talk, oh yeah, I know we want to talk about like live scope. And I mean the way Ryan's boat is set up, with him being able to move that that twelve, you know, his other graph doesn't matter what size. With the way he has his boat set up, I mean it is perfect for how he fishes. You know, he can move that one up front. He can move it out back. Getting Live site or live scope—I can't even remember what Lawrence has with the other competitors or whatnot. Whatever Ryan is going to do now that we have—or I say we because the tournament coming up—however he sets it up, he'll be able to use that um, forward-facing sonar to his advantage, be able to move it wherever, position where he wants it, and have that um, transducer mounted however he wants it. Where mine, I have to upgrade. You know, like we were talking before we started, I'd have to upgrade. I got to get another. Fish finder from where's mine? Where mine is located right. at now? I yep. have to buy another carbon or live, you know. So there's fifteen hundred or two thousand, whatever I go with, <laughs> and then get the transducer and whatever that Ryan already has now. So I mean, I'm looking at like three grand to thirty five hundred if I want to make that step. And that's if I want to do it with trolling Erie for the most part. I don't. I don't know. Maybe Ryan will make me a believer when we uh, start fishing with it a little bit. I don't know. But
3: if you do get a Lorance unit mm-hmm. what transducer do you want what would you recommend people getting I'm talking the 2D one the
0: side imaging one we talked about it we all have it now mm-hmm. I mean it, it it all depends on your application and how you how you fish I mean I've I've set up multiple boats multiple multiple different ways um like I I run my 2D transducer is the straight up Lorance uh transducer the $80 was it HST WBL or something like that okay that's my 2d transducer I can run 50 55 miles an hour never lose bottom still mark fish no big deal um as far as the active imaging goes um I can run that Up to about 8 miles an hour because I have it mounted up on the step which is a foot above the bottom of the boat
3: which is what the three-in-one transducer
0: I have the two-in-one
3: two-in-one okay Yep. so people listen to this think about that so like when you buy your your new unit or whatever unit you buy it's gonna come with a transducer right they I think they've upgraded them all now to the 3-in-1. And, and it one. mostly and,
0: comes with the 3-in-1, right. correct. But if
3: you have an older unit and you're kind of looking to not modify much with your boat and you want something like a better quality, the 3-in-1 transducer is now out and that will hook up not only to like an older unit, like an Elite TI-2 or an, or, or an FS Elite, but from there on up, it'll it'll communicate with everything. I believe right. it works with the Gen three still. Absolutely, it works with the HDS lives and the carbon. So like whatever you do, the three and one is kind of like an all encompassing high quality transducer that I think uh, would be worth an investment if you don't want to put a bunch of different transducers on the back of your boat or wherever. If you're kind of just looking like for an overall package, I think the three and one is pretty damn solid.
0: I would, yeah, I, I would agree as long as as long as it's set up correctly. Like right. like you you can buy the baddest graph out there and if your graph's not set up correctly or if your transducers not set up correctly you're not going to get any fish right like that's that's the that is the biggest thing okay. like i i run an 80,000 or $80 transducer that
3: I mean, we can,
0: we can, we can mark fish fish at 30 plus miles an hour. No big deal. But then when you want to get down into it, that's where my side scan is mounted up on the step. So when we start trolling, we can do the down scan and side scan that is completely uh, level with the boat and all that other stuff.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. So my setup and I'll just talk to you real time here, and you'd give me your opinion. I think I already gave you a little bit of a background. Yeah. So when I got my boat, I've got a nine-inch uh Elite Ti2 at the helm, flush mounted. For whatever reason, he put an Elite FS9, which is the newer one, and live target active imaging capable, really? up at the bow. I don't know why. But at the helm, too, I can still do active imaging off my 3-in-1 transducer if I wanted to with an Elite TI2. But I cannot do active target. You following? What do you think I should do? Let me give you my opinion first, and you let me know if you think it's shit. I want to take the nicer unit, the Elite FS9, bring that back to the helm. I wanna take the I wanna invest in a new unit. I'm thinking a 12 inch carbon, put it up on the bow, not flush mounted, kind of up on a bracket or whatever. Two reasons why I wanna do that. One, they can communicate now. The FS can communicate with the carbon. The elite FS cannot communicate with the elite TI2. Correct. So my graphs right now cannot communicate to one another, which bums me out. Yeah. That's the only reason why I want to upgrade is because they cannot communicate. Now, I tried to get around this, and I downloaded the Lowrance app on my iPad to put it at my bow to communicate off of the FS unit up top to see if I could get it that way. However, two things. One, there's a lag. And two, the image quality on your iPad off the app is not as good as looking at the graph that you have up at in front of you. Really? Yes.
0: I've never done that. It is not.
3: I'm telling you right now, it does not. It does not look that good.
0: Really? Yeah. There's probably a lag with the Wi-Fi communication. Correct. Mm
3: -hmm. And everyone's going to listen to this and be like, well, why don't you just hook an Ethernet cord to the TI2? It does not have an Ethernet cord outlet in the back of it. Correct. So I cannot communicate the way... That everyone's <laughs> gonna tell me I can communicate.
0: I cannot do it. I'm telling you there's not an Ethernet cord behind the yeah. TI2. I will say the Ethernet cord. If you can get one with the Ethernet cord, I would get one with the Ethernet cord. Yeah, okay.
2: He just he just went through and got all four of my graphs might I mention. I called him while at work and he was rain man with the Lorant stuff. Got my back uh sonar uh Ethernet cable talked me through while he's on the phone not knowing what I'm looking at i mean he just just talked me right through yeah yeah the back the back uh graph i got the ethernet cable ran it myself put it in back and i'm like it's not working so i set up and Get it all set up so now all four of mine are go to settings do yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he's, he's because... on the phone with me knowing exactly what to do i mean i'm just having a guy like ryan that knows this stuff oh man it, it's it makes it, i i would be so intimidated to do that stuff on my own it, i would and say having him being able to help me out has been i
3: would say awesome. th- th- yeah it's one understanding your electronics right yes. but i would say the second challenge and it could be above the other one is mm-hmm. knowing how to navigate within your unit yeah. and what it can do. So it's like Lowrance comes and it's like So many features. Yeah, you plug it in, you're like, yeah, my transducer's working and things like that. However, there's a there's uh there's a window or a drawer in there that'll open up mm-hmm. and it'll say what what transducer you have within you know hooked up to that unit. So you need to go in and manually put yeah. in the exact transducer that you have in there. Yeah. You did not know that I'm telling you, there's like four windows or four drawers that you gotta open up to get to it, but a lot of people don't know that shit. So this is why it's interesting. But anyways, what would you recommend for me based off of what my idea just was?
0: I would say ditch the old unit. Ditch the TI2. Correct. Keep the FS, invest into another FS. Another FS over a carbon? I mean, whichever one's cheaper. They they both do the same thing.
3: Okay. I like your I like where you're going. I like cheaper. Um, <laughs>
0: oh, that's that's what I do, man. <laughs> I like cheaper. <laughs> so, like they they both do the same thing. So there's no reason to like go up into a live or anything like that. It's just whatever works with what your boat has and what you want to do. Okay. Is where I would, I would focus on. I mean, the the cheapest route possible with, with whatever you have, and I don't know. It's it's just depends on where you want to go with your fishing. All right. Here's my other
3: thing. That's how it's rigged. At the helm is hooked up to the transducer through the through the hall the bow is connected to the three-in-one transducer off the back
0: it shouldn't be like that Mm-mm.
3: i know trust me i know it, 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 i go nuts at night mm-hmm. thinking that about that was that was my brain thinking about why it's rigged that way and how to rig it differently that,
2: that was can, a predicament i was I, like i can fix that for you
0: i did, did it, it i did it i did it on freddy's pretty quick
2: yeah oh, okay so tell me what you did uh, his, I didn't have side imaging on my on the 12 at the helm. I didn't have side imaging. Because that was your through the hull? Yes. Okay. Now, the through the hull, I can mark fish like it, the way it was tuned. I can mark fish pretty pretty damn well up to about 35, 40 mile an hour, which okay. was clutch. So I loved having that and being able to change okay. the channels like Ryan set it up okay. it was huge.
3: So, everyone understanding this who has never heard of a through the hull transducer, me coming from a tiller, mm-hmm. I never heard of that. The through-the-hall transducer is just like what it sounds. There's a transducer underneath your floor, most likely in the hall. Mm-hmm. It's like the size of like a, like a beer can, basically, and it sits down very close to the bottom of your hall, flush mounted. Flush mounted. Yeah. Well, it's,
0: it's usually it's usually epoxy to the hall,
3: right? It, it, and the goal of that is to have well, the reason why they exist is to be able to mark fish at high speeds at the helm. Mm-hmm yep however with today's technology according to a lot of people and ryan according to you you can still do your transom mount and still get good numbers at high speeds if it's mounted correctly absolutely which is the direction that you were pushing me is to forget about the one that's in the hall and if i can mount it correctly off the transom I can still get high speeds and still mark fish and ha- just have it hooked up to both graphs
0: yep my my through haul is kind of my backup, so I still have like the through haul transducer routed up to my uh graph, but I know my stuff is set up correctly and it takes takes a lot of seat time man it it takes right. a lot of yep. it a lot of driving over fish and and
2: seeing what you can do it's it's seat time Yep. There's a lot of, I don't mean to cut you off, but there's a lot of good YouTube videos. Like my hummingbird unit, I had a skimmer transducer, like the three in one, the total scan two and one. Any manufacturer, as long as you spend the time to tune it, I guess you want to call it, to make sure mm-hmm. you got the right placement, you can mark fish on plane. Right. You, know, you should you should be able to do it with anything up to about thirty. Right. You know, well, that's I mean, the biggest thing. YouTube's and a great spot to go. And, the height up and down,
3: but it's also a library of shit too. So yeah. it's like some people talk on there and like they're totally opposite telling you something that someone else is doing. So it's like, you really got to cipher through that. And I think Ryan, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's seat time. So it's like, before you go change anything, sit down in your boat, see what works well, see what doesn't, and then from there start writing down your changes of, like, what's not working well, and then from there navigate your YouTube search based off of what you want to improve or what you need to do in order the way to adapt to the way you fish. Yep. And I think that's what you got to start to figure out. So, like, before you start unplugging and buying units, go out and sit down with what you have and think about how you really want to fish and the applications that you're going to fish, and then from there you can start to, like, you know, make like a pros and cons column and then, you know, have a budget and then hopefully your pros will line up within your budget based off of the way you fish.
0: Yep. And I got, I got guys that call me and text me all the time saying, Hey, we, I I lose bottom at 30 miles an hour. I'm like, well, you you shouldn't do that because I'm ripping 60 miles an hour sometimes and I don't lose bottom. Like you need to find bottom all time. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, especially (laughs) pretty important. You need to find bottom. Uh, So there's a lot of things like just, you know, a lot of guys have their transducers too high, to where once they're up on plane, the transducer is out of the water, or,
3: or the way the water's coming off underneath your boat is whitewashing around your transducer, which is throwing you shit, and it can't read anything. So if it's creating an air bubble or a, or a pocket Mm -hmm. of prop wash basically
0: around your transducer yep. you're not gonna get a good That's exactly That's correct it. yep so like I to be honest with you at at speed at 50 plus miles an hour like I don't care about fish at 50 miles an hour mm-hmm. I care about bottom. Right, because yep. I might come up to bottom real quick, mm-hmm.
3: or if there's a target you want to get to fast, and yeah. you want to know if you're there, you don't want to back off the throttle to see if you're in that, that target depth that you want to be, yeah. and then gas it back up mm-hmm. because now you're burning through fuel, right? You're not very efficient anymore, right? Or if you're mm-hmm. if you're in some kind of a chop and you're going through the waves at a good speed and you're busting, if you get back down to get back up in that rhythm again, is going to take you a long time. It's going to piss you
2: off. Well, so think about it that way. Well, not just that, but I mean, think about the times where you have a game plan set where you're driving out to a set location and you might just be cruising doing 30, 35. Right. I mean, it's happened to me a handful of times. I'm sure it's happened to you guys where you're just driving and you just look at your graph and all of a sudden you see these little quick little arches on there. You're like, oh, back it down and investigate a little bit. You know what I mean? You find something before you're getting where you want to go. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge thing to be able to mark fish while I'm playing. And then you're
3: gonna be like well why don't you just look at your depth finder to see what depth you're at water levels change all the time so yeah. if you're thinking that or i yeah. thought about that yeah. um, but one more opinion before we move on um what do you think about the c maps that come with the new units the c map contour pluses
2: i'm interested because i came from hummingbird having I can't remember. I sold it when I sold my hummingbird. Lake Master. Lake, uh, well, I had Lake Master, but I also had, um, uh, you can make your own map while you go. I can't remember what it's called. But Auto Chart Live. Auto Chart Live. Thank you. Dang. And I spent, yeah, point you, <laughs> I spent a lot of time on Lake Erie, especially around our neck of the woods, mapping specific locations. Right. And it was that was the one thing that bugged me going from Hummingbird to Lawrence is because there's humps out there that aren't on any kind of map. Right. At all. Right. And I had it spot. I mean, it's big jigging, Lake Erie, to be able to know where those humps are. So that was the one thing that kind of broke my heart going from Hummingbird to Lawrence. is I had, I had my spots mapped. And now with C-Maps, I'm interested, but really I don't know enough about it to kind of comment on it. So I'll say this. I'm interested in it. I
3: played around with my two units. One has C-Maps Contour Plus on it, and one has C-Maps. I'll say the C-Maps is eh. But the C Maps Contour Plus is good. Like it gives so you're you gonna have to teach me a little it bit. It gives about you that. more detail than just the regular C Maps that come on like the T I twos. You can buy those separately, like a Lake Master chip, and you can get the mm-hmm. new C two or the Contour Plus. But I like it. I my my eyes gravitate towards it easier than, than Navionics. And for me, you can still do color shading at different depths, all that kind of really? stuff. Okay. But the contour maps plus it, it got it has a lot of uh you know brakes and all that kind of stuff it's very very detailed within a foot so it's it's really nice and if you want to save some money and not have to buy like a like an avionics chip which a lot of them don't come with you got to buy aftermarket uh the cmaps counter plus is pretty
2: damn good i'm excited to learn more about it ryan's like i don't give a shit he don't care about that stuff i'm running i'm running
0: i'm running the uh the uh, Navionics Platinum Plus, and then in certain areas where I fish, I do the uh, Genesis, the which Lawrence is which Genesis.
3: is chart Live for the Correct. Correct.
0: Okay. And there is, I've seen a big difference in in the uh, in the Navionics and where things what, actually are. What
3: you're recording. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for sure. The Genesis, does that come on all the units that we discussed today? I don't know. That,
0: that, that. I, I'm not. I can't speak knowledgeably to. Okay. I I would think. I, I think it comes on most. You just got to have a memory card in there yeah. to accept you, you it have, all. Yeah, you have to have a memory card in there, and then it rewrites. So if you have, like, a one gig card in there, it'll rewrite. And I found that out last Michigan Walleye mm-hmm. tour that it rewrites. Pretty quick. So, um, you, so you
3: overwrote what you had before?
0: Yeah. Oh. That's a bummer. <laughs> it's
2: unfortunate.
0: You just keep you keep stuff in your head too. You yeah. know?
2: Yeah. I'm excited to play with it. I'm excited to get out there, especially being that the time is now to get out there. I'm excited to get out there and, and play with the new toys. So.
3: All right. So you're gonna you're gonna help me out. You're gonna help me <laughs> figure out my shit.
2: He's an expect- expensive friend. <laughs> yeah like you like to pay him or like just like no i mean you're like out a, of your pocket no i mean you just bounce ideas <laughs> off each other and i mean ryan i mean he, oh yeah he, he's ryan was like oh, you
3: know i was like hey i'm gonna get a fishing ski and he just he kept talking about 621s he's like no i'm gonna get a fishing ski yeah. he's like yeah but your 621s gonna be able to do this and i was like dude I don't think you understand my wife says I have to get a fishing ski. I cannot get a six twenty uh, Yeah, I, I bought a I bought
2: a boat that had everything yeah, done. I, that quote unquote needed nothing you know, was yeah. a selling point because it checked all the boxes and yeah, here we are. All right, well cool. That was hopefully
3: that was helpful for you guys. Um we're gonna get a little bit of talking now about what is going on um right now uh on Lake Erie and just some tips of like what to look for if you you have everything figured out and you're excited to get out there to uh to catch your big fish, right? This is a cool time of year. Domka has their um spring bash, yep. Which I think, oh, I think if you're listening to this, it's not going to come out in time before the deadline, yeah. But hopefully, it, you sign up. And if you yeah, haven't, sign up along. in the
2: future, they're really good at posting pictures and everything they on that. I mean, it's a spring bash, and a fall bash, too, yeah, right? It's yeah, it's it's a derby, um, just like the fall brawl that most people have heard of. Um, you know, weigh in one fish a day, you can weigh in. One fish a day, every day of the tournament. Um, it's not a matter of how many fish or nothing like that. It's just top five overall get paid out. They have women's division, kids division. Um, I think they have a weekly winner and then a lucky winner that they'll give out a gift card or a rod, custom rod, whatnot. So I mean, it's oh, cool. it's a really cool event. Just to, this time of year, it's just fun to be out. What does the winner get at the end? Um, it's a hundred percent payout. Uh, I think the last couple of years has been three, four, five thousand oh, something like awesome. that. I mean, and then I mean it's. It, Weekly winner, I think it was around 600 bucks a week, and they have had a range from 300 to 500, 600 people sign up. So hopefully this year it's a little bit bigger. It's grown every year.
3: And Domka Outdoors, anyone listening to this? this, is a local bait shop in Monroe, Michigan. Uh, look. Yep. Pleasance Road exit, very close to Bulls Harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a great spot to go for everything that you need for fishing and hunting a- and everything else. But Absolutely. they're the ones that put this on. Um, is it just Michigan Waters or can you do
2: This year right now, it's just Michigan Waters. Okay. So, I mean, it's kind of like their version of like the fall brawl, um, gotcha. walleye slam. Gotcha. Being the same thing with uh, Ohio Waters only. Although this year, it's now open the Michigan and Pennsylvania, I believe. Oh, wow. Fun fact. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Right now, ice has just been blown out. Um, we hopefully got our last snowstorm of the year. Hopefully, we don't get any more, but we probably will. Um, this week, it's opening up, and the weather is going up to the 60s, 50s, um, You know, definitely high 40s most of the week this week. Uh, what are these fish doing? And kind of like talk about the migration of uh, coming into the Detroit River a little bit, if you do a high level on it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean... So they migrate from east. Yeah. I'm sorry, from yeah. west. Oh no, east to west. Yeah. They're coming back yeah. west right now. Yeah.
2: So right, right now they're with only spawning usually being from right now, um, three to four weeks out. Um, those fish are going to be staged up. So there's going to be a lot of like traffic coming through the islands, you know, around Ohio, um, Huron, Missouri, Catawba, all those launches. I mean, right now. I mean, I, right now I'm planning on going out tomorrow. Michigan waters is a shakedown. Um, the islands around Ohio are just that's what that's where you want to be, right? You know, Huron on maybe a little bit too far east. Um, anywhere around the islands to the firing range around Camp Perry, the cans, you know, as as people will call it, um, that's that's a place where they're starting to stage up on the reefs for the spawn. Right. So, yeah,
3: I mean, there's a lot of there's more structure down there than we yes. have where we are at. Um, yeah. The fish can relate to that a lot more. Yeah. Um, however, we get to intercept them as they go up before they go up to the river. So, mm-hmm. if you think of it like a long traffic jam that's going to go into the Super Bowl, the Super yep. Bowls in the river, we're trying to intercept basically the car line to get into the Super yep. Bowl. And our goal is to figure out when that hits. And usually the window down here of when that hits might be 10 days if it's if it's yeah, really when, good, when it's when really good.
2: There's there's a period of time then being Local, We're pretty spoiled with it. There's a period of time if you hit it right, I mean, it's the best. It's the stuff memories are made of right. when you're here because you're getting the days of eight pounders. I mean, you're countless numbers, sure. eight or more. I mean, you think about Erie, eight pounder is a trophy fish. I mean, Ryan being a charter captain, he wants to put his clients on those caliber of fish. Right? Sure. Yeah. That's what we all go out for. Eight and above. Anything above that's great. Those fish are the ones that you want to target. And that's for that period of time when they're here. I mean, it's. It's awesome. It's it's hard to compare to anywhere else.
3: So, what is, give
2: give give the listeners one tip? Something that Freddie looks for this time of year when you're trying to hit it right. Uh, uh, being in, in the far western basin, it's water clarity is the first thing you're going to look at. The satellite images on Modis imagery. That's a first and foremost, because it's cool to go down to your favorite spot locally or, you know, along the islands. But if it's washed out with the rain runoff, the winds that you're going to have, I mean, the crazy winds we have this time of year is unbelievable. But you got to fish not the water that's dirty, but not too clean. It's that transition area where it's that teal colored. Forget about where you want to go. You have to go to what's fishable. Okay. Right off the bat. You know, don't don't say I want to fish point A. It's not point A. You got to go yeah. to where it's fishable. What's what's Ryan doing? Are you like are
3: you do you, you like would, you stick your head in the water and kind of look <laughs> around and then pop back up and then? <laughs> I,
0: I would com- I would completely agree. I mean, there's there's places that I want to fish this time of year, but yep. they're completely unfishable right now. Yeah. Um, so you have to go to places that are fishable and places that have fish. So they're, right now, this,
2: like today, this time of year, right mm-hmm. now, there's a lot of driving around. Yeah. You're marking uh, fish where you want to fish, but they're not biting because it's muddy. Or whatever other circumstance I mean, they're, they're finicky right now, but as soon as that water temp gets towards 40, 42, 45, I mean, it's, that's go time. You know, I mean, it could, they could fire off right now
3: yeah and that's the thing like you want to be dialed and everything in your boat ready to go you want that time behind the seat you want to be able to figure out your electronics you want to be able to make sure that you're using the map system you want to use because this is where you're going to start marking fish in areas and then you can start putting a date to them Mm -hmm. and start figuring out like this is where you're building your fish journal right you're writing your book and like kind of figuring out All right, it's March whatever uh, this is the conditions. I'm gonna start, you know, marking fish where they're biting here. So now you're kind of making that bullseye smaller and smaller mm-hmm. um, as you go into years to come. And if you're you're moving graphs and you're taking units and switching things out a lot of the times, you're gonna lose that information. So it's like this this time, just like I look forward to like if if you were to think if I were to talk about my game plan, I'm gonna go out and just drive for a while, yeah. like you said, like. I probably won't put a line in the water. My goal is to get out this week. I don't think I'll troll at all. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna figure out my boat. Yeah, I'm gonna figure out my electronics, and then I gotta figure out what these fish look like and what they're mm-hmm. relating to. And then from there, I'm gonna start to put together a game plan, yeah, because that's, it's
0: like... Yep, number number one, I think you're you just gotta figure out what your boat is capable of. Right. What your boat can do, what you need to do electronically. And then go from there. Right. I mean, that's
3: like, you probably don't have to hook up active target right now. No. So if you're worried about, oh, I got to hurry up and get my active target. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's sitting on the table. Yeah. This, that's pretty cool.
3: <laughs> if you're worried about hurrying up and getting the latest and greatest electronic and getting your active target, it's like timeout. Yeah. Don't worry about that right now. If you have a 2D sonar yeah. and it works yeah. and you have a way to mark fish and, and, then, and then drop a waypoint. Yeah. Just do that right now. Yeah,
0: because, I mean. My biggest thing is make sure, especially this time of year, just make sure you're safe. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Make, make sure point. you're safe, man. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's no walleye worth losing your life over no. or sinking
2: your boat there's over so many or anything like that. Just boats make, have been sitting up for the most part for how many, you know, a couple months, just minimum. Make you sure know? you and your rig are safe. Yep. Like, that's that's my big thing. All the safety thing. equipment. I mean, fire extinguishers, flares, like we were talking about earlier tonight. I mean, that's. New Year, you know. Uh, yeah, and spend the time in your boat. Like, don't mm-hmm.
3: don't, don't try to fish on Monday and you haven't lifted the cover off your boat and it's Friday. Yeah. Like, you need to start going yeah. through shit. Does I it mean, work? Yeah. yeah. Do, does everything work in it? Yeah. Is, is there something that I'm missing? Like, you got to make sure your safety, yeah. like you said, your safety equipment yeah. up to par. Yeah. Is your motor going to start? Is your impeller pumping yeah. water? Like, make sure all that stuff works. Yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, this is
2: the, like, out. the most exciting time to go back out there when yeah. everything's a clean slate. You yeah. Know, ice is out and... There's a running clock of when they spawn, those big ones, as soon as they spawn, they're going back east. You know, so it's it's an yeah, exciting it's- time to get back out there with a clean slate and put a program together.
3: Um, before we leave, uh, you guys are doing
2: the tournaments this year? Yep. yep. What one are you most looking forward to? Don't say Erie. I was I was ready to go, but I was going to let Ryan go. I'm ready he'll for say, I'm ready say. for the Detroit River. Okay,
0: he'll, he'll
3: because, say he'll yeah, say he'll
2: say I
0: know I know. he'll say <laughs> Detroit River because he's he's pretty new to it. Man, I've I've done a lot of MWTs in Detroit River, and it's 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 a tough fishery. It's a tough it's tough to uh, get into that top percentile where you where you cash a check. It really
2: is. Yeah. Uh, there's there's so many boats there's so many good anglers in the NWT. not only
3: that there's so many tournaments that line up to one another
2: and it's just like
3: what one what one tournament did like i can remember last year right the mwt or the yeah the nwt was Mm -hmm. fishing two days before the head-to-head started is that right Yeah,
0: last year and they started after us
3: yeah or am i thinking the nwc the uh, there's a, a, there's a tournament
0: every, every weekend. I might be thinking of the Michigan weekend. wall so, uh, I MWC see. is the week before the MWT this year.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. So last year, I think it was the MWC, yeah. line ended on Saturday, yeah. and then Monday or Monday started head-to-head. Yeah. And that couldn't have been a completely different—that was such a different fishery, and mm-hmm. it was one completely different. Yeah. Well, M- I'm, I'm excited MWC,
0: for it. MWC wasn't limited to the river. Yeah. Okay, so M yeah, W could go out to the Michigan lake. Walleye Tour is limited to the river. Mm-hmm. Um, MWC is not, yeah. so you can
2: go to you go to Lorraine Lake You can go to Lorraine if, if, if
0: you want. Okay, all that other
2: stuff. Head to head was yeah. limited to the river. That's why. That's why I'm kind of excited to go to it, man. Because like I'm I'm the biggest advocate for Lake Erie. You know, uh, jigging Lake Erie. I don't have to worry about keeping my boat vertical or. Right. Boat traffic. I mean, it's a it's a totally different thing. It's going to be pretty much all on Ryan. We're on the trolling motor and whatnot. You know, it, I'm just lo- looking forward to something different. And you know, I've done a lot of a lot of tournaments on Erie. You know, whether it's derbies or local things. I'm just looking forward to being on the Detroit River against a lot of a lot of good competitors. So
0: yeah, there's there's going to be a few. What are you? Looking, <laughs> yeah. what, what what location are you looking forward to? Ah, uh, man, I'm I'm mostly a troller. I like I like trolling. So, so what like.
3: one do you think you your names? Oh, well, your name should be in the hat for all of them. But what, what one are you looking forward to the most with trolling? Uh, Erie's for, for me is
2: all. Always Eerie. It's hard to beat Eerie. I mean, it's.
3: But you can't we, say Eerie in this 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 one.
0: Oh, I can't say Eerie?
3: Hmm. I might troll the Detroit River. The tri- river. All right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, wouldn't be the only one. He's gonna be trolling. Yep. All right, everybody. Well, hopefully you uh, you got some pearls on this one. Hopefully you didn't get too confused by all the, you know, the carbons, the lives, the deucers. But yeah. I think, uh, you know, based off of what we had and some of the things that we're heading towards, um, hopefully you you made some sense of it and uh, you know set up the boat the way you want to. And uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, hopefully getting back to you guys here. You guys report back to us how you guys do in the tournaments mm-hmm. this year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm. Uh like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. We got we got a pretty good team set together, and I had a, I had a blast fishing with Ryan last year on the tournaments and whatnot. So, okay, we'll we'll have even more even more fun this year. Okay, and then
3: uh, we're gonna do a shout out to uh, your your uh, your guiding service, which is Full Throttle Sports Fishing. You got dates booking up already, and like what like what where do you want folks to where, where should they go to hit you up?
0: Uh, they should go to uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh just got a TikTok the other day. That should go. be fun. Um Instagram, Facebook, full throughout of sport fishing. Um
3: Should they send you a message if they're interested? Do you guys your phone number on there or what?
0: My phone number's on there, my email's on there, my pretty much everything's on there, Facebook message, all that other stuff. Uh get a hold of me for any type of Lake Erie, uh Detroit River, Lake St. Clair. Walleye perch and muskie fishing.
3: All right. Well, there you go, folks. Full throttle sports fishing. Hit up Ryan, And uh yeah, uh, you know, welcome back to the podcast. It's back and uh looking forward to kicking out some more episodes and uh, checking in with you guys later. So absolutely can't wait to hear them. As always, thanks for listening.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary
2: to the ones that fly under the radar.